Welcome to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Kim, unfortunately, is spending some time at the hospital with her mom. Uh, She wanted to pass along that her mom's cancer is unfortunately back. Uh, If you are so inclined, keep Kim and her family in your prayers. And we wish the very best to uh, Virginia from all of us at Commander.com. Now that's that. Ben is here. Allie's here. I'm here. My name is Mike. And we're going to go over the news in just a few moments. Before we do that, we'd love it as always if you make sure to subscribe, to, uh, hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. We really appreciate that. Also, a little bit later on, we're going to go over our scam of the week, which is about rental cars. If you're going to get a rental car anytime in the near future, you need to know about this. Pandemic left us with a ton of shortages. So we're going to talk about that, what they are, what are the weird ones, what are the crazy ones. And we start with the news. Here's Allie. All right. We have a couple smartphone warnings this week. We're going to start with Apple. An engineer posted on Twitter about a pretty strange phenomenon that iPhone users need to know about. His name is Carl Shu, and he named his Wi-Fi hotspot. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's going to sound like nonsense. But the first few characters are percentage sign P, percentage sign S, and then it goes on. And then he tried to connect to it through his iPhone, and surprise, surprise, it broke his phone. He couldn't (laughs) connect to Wi-Fi at all. The function just didn't work. He rebooted. He changed the network name. It didn't help. It broke AirDrop, too. It's unclear why this specific name disabled the Wi-Fi functionality. The working theory, though, is that starting the name with a percentage sign made his phone read it as a command line instead of an actual Wi-Fi network name. Another user replied, they tested it, said, yep, broke my phone too. And then he told him, hey, reset your iPhone's network settings. And it did correct the issue. Now, I know you know this. You should never connect to a weird Wi-Fi network or name that you don't recognize. Uh, Bonus points, avoid the ones that have free in the name. And then if you're changing your own Wi-Fi name, don't start it with a percentage sign. And then quick warning now for Android users. If you have an Android phone, there's a very good chance you have the Google app. It has 5 billion installs, probably because it comes preloaded on so many phones. If you have it, update. Researchers from the security firm Oversecured found a vulnerability that could allow hackers to seal your data. Uh, This is a little technical, but the issue is called dynamic code loading. Basically, an enterprising hacker could have the Google app, instead of accessing the actual Google app code, access some kind of different code, and then they would get access to your phone. That includes everything in your Google account, search history, voice data, your Gmail messages, call history, on and on. The worst part is, even if you got rid of the app, just deleted it, the code is still there on your phone. The issue is fixed. All you need to do is update. But, of course, uh, be warned, there are lots of reports that after the update, the app crashes. How Hmm. fun. (laughs) You'd think they'd get over that, but uh, it keeps on happening. All right, so yeah, you'd think they'd figure that out someday. Ben, what do you got? Okay, first a question. What Do either of you have a smart thermostat? I yes. don't. I got a Nest. Yeah, Nests are great, right? Yeah, I've I got love a couple it, yeah. of those. Uh, you know, like anything else that's internet connected, it's great as long as it's not at risk of being hacked. You know, because the thermostats, you can have them learn routines, set schedules, all kinds of stuff like that. Interesting report I came across recently on Vice.com uh, dealing with grid response programs that are being adopted by various utility companies oh, yeah, across quite this. a few states. Yeah, so owners of smart thermostats are signing up for these programs, maybe because it's you know because of incentives, some kind of other savings. But what what that does is basically allows your electric company to remotely control your thermostat. Huh. So with some of the crazy heat waves happening now, like we're in Phoenix and 
you know, it's just a little warmer than usual, but still hot. Uh, you have increased usage and, you know, strain on power grids. And to prevent things like brownouts, uh, your utility company, your electric company can remotely crank up the temperature in your house. So it's not only hot outside, it's hot inside. inside. Yeah. And I don't mean some obscenely hot temperature, but definitely enough to make it a little uncomfortable for a few hours, you know, 80 degrees, give or take a couple degrees. But, you know, what's more uncomfortable? The increased temperature or the fact that you're not the only one in control of your thermostat. Now, the good news is that even if people unknowingly signed up for one of these energy-saving programs, they can usually opt out depending on the provider, the utility, things like that. I see a little bit of both sides. You know, I don't like the idea of someone or a company, utility, whatever, controlling my smart devices. At the same time, I'd rather have a slightly less comfortable temperature than risk a full, full-on power outage. A couple months ago, um, where I live, we have APS, that's the power company. And a couple months ago, we got an email, hey, do you want a free Nest thermostat? And then, of course, in the fine print, we get control over, you know, we can remote in, we can change it, we get control over it. So, no, no thank you. You know, the, the, the thing about that is, is it, it wouldn't really bother me if it wasn't fine print. And if, you, if they said, look, you know, we're a little bit short on power for this season, it's going to be a super hot one. We'd like to give you a Nest thermostat, but we will be able to control it when, when we are especially low on power or whatever. That would make sense. Instead of trying to hide it in the small print, that's the problem. That's, that's such what a good would point, tick Mike. me off. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. Just be honest about it, and I think more people would be willing. Right. A new privacy-focused search engine just launched to take on Google and DuckDuckGo. How's it going to do, Allie? Well, I think it might do okay. You guys know the Brave browser, right? Yeah. Part of that one? Okay. It's all about privacy, no tracking. The ads work a lot differently. Most ads are blocked. Content loads faster. As it has been, when you use Brave, you can choose from a few search engines. There's DuckDuckGo. We've recommended that one quite a few times. Google, Bing, Quaint. I'd never heard of that one. It's French. StartPage, Ecosia. Well, Brave just launched its own search engine. It's in beta right now. Once the final version rolls out, it will be the default in Brave. You don't have to use the Brave browser to try it. So if you want to try it, you can go to search.brave.com. No tracking, no user profiles. And unlike a lot of the other privacy search engines, they don't use Google's framework. So a lot of them take Google, they pay Google, so you don't have to deal with the ads They pay for it as a service, but it's still built on Google. This one, no, totally from the ground up. Uh, Eventually, users will have the choice between ad-free paid search, so pay a little bit of money, don't deal with any ads, or ad-supported free search. Brave is calling itself the new all-in-one alternative to using Chrome with Google Search. Um, Right now, I didn't realize Brave has grown so much lately. So back in March, they had 25 million active users. Now, 32 million. So Really? Yeah, lots of people concerned with their privacy. Have they talked at all about how much they're going to be charging? I haven't seen anything yet, but as soon as I know, I'll let you know. I I would bet a couple bucks a month. I wouldn't think a ton. Yeah. Whatever happened to Firefox? Wasn't Firefox <laughs> the big privacy browser and then all of a sudden it's gone? It still is. It's just, uh, I don't know, it really lost its share over the years to Chrome and everything else, but it's still got some decent privacy yeah, features. Yeah, it's one of the good privacy ones. I think, you know, Brave and a few of the others kind of outshine it now, but it still is better than a lot of the mainstream options privacy-wise. All right, Allie, you've got a good tip coming up on how to use Google Docs offline. That is just ahead. Also, the world's first foldable PC, and Ben's going to give us a review on that. Also coming up, uh, it's brand new or not true. That's just ahead on Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com.
Welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Brand new or not true is just ahead, but first, a tip from Ellie. Yeah, we use Google Drive for work. It is super handy to access, collaborate. You know, you can do it from anywhere. What if you don't have Wi-Fi? Well, good news, there's an offline mode, and it's pretty easy to set up. I'll show you how to do it on your phone. This works for both Android and iPhone. First, you need the right apps. So you need the Google Drive app, and then there are specific apps depending on whether you're using Docs, Sheets, or Slides. Mostly here, we use Docs, so I'll talk about that one. So you're going to open the Google Drive app, tap the menu up in the corner, and go to the settings, and then there's something called Make Recent Files Available Offline. You can do this in the Docs app as well. So the name suggests the most recent files. You can also do specific files. So you open up the file, go to the menu for that, and you can change the slider for available offline. Now, when you're using this, be careful. Um, You can make changes, and then once you get internet access again, all your edits will be uploaded. But if you do this across multiple devices, you could kind of throw things off and wipe out your changes. So stick to one device, but there you go. Google Docs offline. And doesn't it look a little bit dark, like it's like black when you're offline? Or is that just me? I don't know. It might be kind of grayed out. Okay. Have you noticed that, Ben? I, no, but I have everything set to dark mode, including Google Docs. So <laughs> oh, it's look dark maybe that's all the time. what it is. I probably accidentally hit that setting at some point, and then I always think I'm offline or something. <laughs> all right, it's time now for America's newest national game show sensation, where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new product sites, apps, and services are announced. You know the story. It's all in the technology world. Some of those products are destined for greatness. Others not so much. Oftentimes, the products sound crazy and outlandish, and then you're thinking, what were they thinking? And all of a sudden, we've got a new bazillionaire in the tech world. When playing Brand New or Not True, we'll present you, the home listener, with three product sites or ideas. It's up to you to decide which two of the three are fake, and one is real every week. Ben, do you have a theme? Personal hygiene. Okay, keeping it clean. (laughs) Well, we Maybe. hope, we hope. <laughs> okay, so like I said, the heat wave affecting a big part of the country. Nobody likes sweaty armpits, right? <laughs> uh, nope. Okay. Let me, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have, you have, to combat that, you have specially shaped pads to put under your shirt that won't stay in place. Even kind of gimmicky clip-on fans, okay? But there's also the undercool sweat guard line of undershirts. These shirts have a pocket under each sleeve where you add the undercool patent-pending sweat guard pad. It's not meant to absorb sweat, but as soon as you begin to perspire, a chemical reaction begins involving a mix of that moisture, iron, activated carbon, and oxygen to create a cooling effect that lasts four to six hours, depending on level of perspiration. Now, the shirts come in crew neck and v-neck options and range in price from $29.99 to $39.99 each, and then you buy packs of sweat guard pads starting at $19.99 for a pack of 10, and twenty nine ninety nine for twenty. Is this the shirt, or is this just a uh, the sweat guard? Is it like a, it's something both. separate from the shirt? It's both. You have to have okay. A so it has, shirt the, that has pocket. the pockets okay, built in. Got yeah. it. All right. Good. That's product number one. <laughs> product number two. <laughs> Moving on to your teeth. Okay. Colgate recently released a new line of toothpaste called Elixir with options for whitening, gum health, detox, things like that. Enough about the actual product, because we're talking about the packaging. You know how frustrating it is to, uh, you know, get the last bit of toothpaste mm-hmm. out of the tube. You roll it yep. on, you just can't get it all out. Anyway, until now, that's a, until now, that's uh, not going to be a problem. 
in the future thanks to MIT researchers who created Liquiglide. It involves a special textured pattern applied to the inside of the toothpaste tube, which is then treated with a change to its surface chemistry. That creates a very slippery layer. And with Colgate's new Elixir line, you'll never have to fight to get the last bit of toothpaste out of the tube because it can literally just pour out as you squeeze. Thanks, MIT. And each variety of Colgate Elixir only costs six bucks. Okay, that is interesting. Go ahead, product number three. Earwax is kind of gross. Sure is. Yeah. It's built up, it's a problem, you know, but doctors always say don't go sticking anything in your ear. So let's irrigate with the Wax King. Oh no. (laughs) It's an earpiece, not much bigger than a wireless earbud. You clip around your ear with a plastic hook. You've got a a small nozzle on the front and on the back an eighth inch, three foot tube that connects to a, a water tank, a quart sized water tank that sits on the counter. Now the earpiece itself has two pieces of tech, a Bluetooth radio that pairs with your phone and a tiny 1080p camera mounted just above the nozzle with a low light sensor. So you download the app, power it on, and you can see what the nozzle sees. And that's how you target the water using the controls on that tank. Now, a lot of questions you see are about the power. Yes, you can choose between four different speeds, but it's not like a water pick where it's just going to blast through your eardrum. It's, it's meant to be safe, and definitely safer than anything you put here. The Wax King comes with a shoulder drape for the mess and replacement ear hooks for $149. Wow. Wow. Oh, man, these are good products. Each Actually, one more ridiculous than the last. Each, exactly. You started with Sweat Guard for $29 to $39, which I thought for sure was unreal. Mm-hmm. And then you went to the Colgate Elixir. And it's from MIT, and it uh, it's a uh, good to the last drop. <laughs> it gives you all the toothpaste in the in the in the toothpaste can, whatever. And then also the earwax wax king cleaner earwax for one hundred and forty nine dollars. Oh boy, this these are one. all just unbelievable. Yeah. How do you believe just one? I don't know. Um, earwax. Okay, so I'll just eliminate the ones I just. If I start from the bottom and go up, I'm just going to get to the last one. So I'll just go with my gut. Earwax Wax King Cleaner is not true. I'm going to say the Colgate Elixir for getting all the toothpaste out. Uh, Changing the chemistry of the toothpaste so it'll come out from MIT. Nah, that's not real. So I'm going to go with the, uh, the arm pad sweat guard, which I thought was completely absurd when you first came up with it. <laughs> but it's a... Uh, yeah, I guess the less of three evils. Go ahead, Allie. I'm trying to imagine people using the Wax King, and I think it would go so badly. <laughs> so I'm going to say the Wax King is fake. I hope the Wax King is fake. Well, I think we're going to have to do our old split where we hope to get one less right at least. So I'm going to say, you know, not getting all the toothpaste, age-old problem. If anybody's going to fix it, why not MIT? I'm going to say... The Colgate Elixir Liquid Glide. It's as good a guess as any. I mean, real. Any, any of yeah. the three. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Okay. <laughs> Wax King. Yeah, it's really not real. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. Now, they do make smart, All like, right. little uh, little scoops, I guess, with cameras Oof. and stuff. They sell them on Amazon. I'm not, you know, they're, yeah, no. I'm going to stay yeah. out of my yeah. ears. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, not real. So, it comes down to... One of you is right. And guess what, Mike? 
It's not you again. Oh. <laughs> you got my hopes up. That I wish, would have been two weeks in a row. I wish everyone could see Mike's arms <laughs> raised. Celebration. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the sweat guard is uh, not real. They do make like, like I said at the beginning, little pads. They make little fans. That whole process I talked about the uh, moisture and iron and activating oh, with the chemical reaction. So it's that always that's how details. that's how a hot hand works. I just use that. <laughs> so I just used it. That's how it works. To I cool did too. think, wow. I don't know if Ben could make all that up. That's really intense. <laughs> but yes, the liquid glide, that's the technology, but Colgate is using it in their uh, toothpaste uh, tubes now, which are fully recyclable too now. Now, you can only get it in the UK at the moment, but Aww. it'll be worldwide release soon, and they are six bucks. And Once did you say MIT was involved MIT with coming MIT created the, the technology that allows it just to slide on out. So they're they're actually going to be applying that to things like ketchup and other stuff, oh, too. Oh, that's so, cool. But right now, you get in the Colgate tubes. I- See? Go ahead, Alan. I think we're going to have to do a Ben review on this toothpaste once it comes in. <laughs> well, it's definitely something you can talk about at the party this weekend. Uh, did you hear about the new Colgate <laughs> elixir? Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for brand new or not true for this week. Thank you, Ben and Allie. And up next, we're going to take a look at, well, we just went through a whole pandemic. And of course, we've had all those shortages. We're going to talk about our shortages and some of the weirder ones and also the scam every week we give you a scam of the week this one involves rental cars so if you're going to be renting a car anytime in the near future you want to stick around for that it's tech refresh with kim commando and friends from commando.com Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Every week, we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech, so you're the source of tech information for your friends and family. And this week, we take a look at, we just got over a pandemic, uh, and of course, there were a ton of shortages. Okay, put yourself back to March 2020. First thing to go, what, toilet paper? Toilet paper toilet and paper. paper towels, yeah. Yep. Hand sanitizer. masks, everything, yeah. Yeah, lots of shortages. Flour, oh man, I remember how many times I was so annoyed at Kim talking about baking bread because I couldn't find any flour. I kept saying, Kim, where, 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 where are you <laughs> finding this? Eventually I found flour and bought a 20-pound bag. On the tech side, there have been a lot of shortages, mostly computer chips, which mm-hmm. has led to, you know, laptops, smartphones, appliances, cars big shortage there what else okay there's some weird ones couches i ordered a couch probably about a month ago it won't be here until october um that is mostly a transportation issue getting them back here from overseas where they're built lumber we've been talking about you know anybody who listens to the show and you know uh, hangs out with us behind the scenes knows kim's building a house right now and has talked about lumber prices quite a bit it's insane um the average right now for new builds, single family home, it's like $35,000 more just because of material costs. So that's going crazy. Rental cars. Ben, you're going to talk about rental cars in the scam, but I thought this was so interesting. So during the pandemic, these rental car companies are trying to survive. So they all sold probably around a third of their fleet. Well, fast forward to now, everybody wants to travel. There aren't enough cars. And so they are crazy expensive right now. And Used cars are really expensive, so they can't replenish their fleets. This one really surprised me. Garden gnomes. Yes. <laughs> Actually, garden gnomes. So, so many people, you know, we've all seen this, how many people started gardening during the pandemic. Can't have a garden without a gnome. Uh, probably the funniest part, and I guess sad, is uh, a lot of them got stuck on the Suez Canal when it was blocked. Oh, wow. 
I, when I read I that. I blame the garden gnome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it was the gnome. Yeah. I'm, I keep picturing like a box of garden gnomes just sitting there like, are you kidding me? We're still on this boat right now. <laughs> um, what about you guys? Is there anything that you have noticed is gone or more expensive and you're just like, man, I, I hate that this is not around right now? Oh, yeah. Uh, over the course of the year, yeah, cleaners for months. I even set up alerts on Amazon for like, you know, disinfectant wipes and things mm-hmm. like that. That went on. We had trouble finding a new uh, bicycle for my mom months ago because yeah. those were shorted. Uh, dumbbells, you couldn't find those. Those were, and the ones you could find were just crazy priced. Yeah, yeah. exercise equipment is still tough to find. Yeah. Or just very expensive. Yeah. A patio heater. Oh. We tried to find that. It's like, but, you know, then obviously not now, but during the colder months, everybody's at, you know, everybody's home. Everybody's at their patio. So those things you could not find. Mm-hmm. We finally did. And then uh, right now, the issue we're dealing with chlorine. Oh, interesting. That's, yeah. It's apparently there's a, a shortage of that. You can't, I, don't, I can't remember if it's a supply chain thing or what, or what, but whatever the reason, it's expensive right now. Mm. So, you know, guy comes out to just treat the pool every so often and, the price has gone way up, yeah. and I don't know when that's going to come back down. Oh, bummer. And let me just say one other thing that, you know, the one Kickstarter thing I've ever done <laughs> oh. was this little smart coffee table that's supposed to have a fridge and power lift. <laughs> Ordered it like two years ago, and now they're blaming the pandemic on production delays and parts and things like that. So, you know, it was supposed to be here February of 2020. Oh, man. Wow. I wonder if you're ever going to get it. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, well, I definitely noticed the extra. I was going to buy a bike, and I went to go buy a bike, and then I saw the prices, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's out. Also, of course, the hand sanitizer. I definitely noticed that. And luckily, I, I shop at, at Costco. So mm. right before the pandemic hit, I went to Costco, not knowing, but just, you know, I bought a big thing of toilet paper and a big, huge thing of paper towels. So I lucked out, just happened to luck out. But yeah. That was it for me. Uh, we'd love to hear about what you miss the most about the pandemic and what you had to endure. Uh, we'll give that email address out just a little bit later. It's Tech Refresh Podcast with Kim Commando and friends. And one of the things we promise every week is to keep you from getting scammed. So we take a look at a new scam every week. And this one, if you're going on a vacation, need a rental car, you need to you need to watch out for. Go ahead. As we established back in the deep dive, you can't find rental cars easily anymore because of the shortage. You know, rental companies all had to sell off their fleets just to stay afloat. Now people are traveling. You can't get them. Scammers know this, and they're setting up fake sites. They're putting, you know, fake ads online posing as rental car companies, whether ones you've heard of or others you haven't. You know, we have a great price for you. You just have to prepay. Not with a credit card, silly. We want, you know, a prepaid debit card or better yet, a gift card. And the PIN number. You know, the favorite kind of payment for a cyber criminal is the untraceable kind. You know, you buy the card, share the PIN, and your car will be reserved. But, you know, they'll, they may even tell you the number didn't work. So you'll go buy another one. And then they'll have two gift cards. Of course, there's no car. And you might think, you know, what a joke. But these scammers know how to game the system. They know how to boost search term rankings. You know, that way their fake rental agencies list higher during your online searches. So how do you avoid it? Well, first of all, don't search for rental cars using, you know, Google, Bing, or Brave Search. Check out the various rental car agency sites by going to those, you know, those websites. Uh, if you if you see a name you don't recognize, you know, run a search for the company. Do search for that with their name along with the word scam or complaint. See what you get. 
And watch out for the fake ads on other sites, including social media. You will have problems with fake ads on social media. And remember, no reputable company, government agency, whatever, is ever going to ask you to pay with gift cards or prepaid debit cards. And definitely not cryptocurrency. So, you know, anytime you see anything like that, just run away. Ben, I feel like you should get a nice sign made that says... No one legitimate will ever take a gift card. I'm going to wear a shirt. Yeah, there <laughs> there you Specifically go. Apple gift cards, right? <laughs> um, all right. So just ahead on Tech Refresh from Commander.com, the first foldable PC. It's a Lenovo ThinkPad. Ben, you got one. We're going to do a review with Ben in just a moment. It's Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from Commander.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get these podcasts delivered every week automatically. On Fridays, we have the Tech Refresh podcast, and on Tuesdays, we have the Kim Commando Explains podcast. By the way, earlier this week, a great podcast. If you've ever wanted to do podcasting or even just storytelling or uh, or communicating with somebody, we have the great Valerie Geller. Now, she wrote a book called Powerful Radio, which uh, she goes through some of her top tips on, well, she calls it never be boring. So again, that's on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from this past Tuesday check it out and it's time for ben's product review a, a, a well this is a new computer the first foldable pc yes yes so let's take a trip back real quick to 1981 that's when you had the first commercially released laptop the uh the osborne one it cost 1800 bucks what do you think that is today Oh man! Inflation. Oh man! To try twenty nine hundred dollars. So five grand. Yeah. I was oh wow. <laughs> five grand. You know, and but look at the laptop from the past 10, 15, 20 years. Better components, faster, whatever, but just not a huge change. Same form factor, all that. You know, but the next big thing, what is it? You have Samsung and other manufacturers coming out with these smartphones with foldable screens, and now Lenovo has run with that idea, and a few months ago released what they're calling the world's first foldable PC. And you know what? I got my hands on it. It's the ThinkPad X1 Fold 2-in-1. Uh, you know, I sent Kim an instant message through Google. I was like, this might be my favorite thing ever. <laughs> and it was true for a day, maybe a few Uh-oh. hours. Uh-oh. You know, I mean, why wouldn't it be? It has a foldable screen that just, like, you know, flexes. When it's flat, you can use it as a 13-inch tablet or with the optional Bluetooth keyboard. We'll come back to that keyboard, though. Uh, you know, you can fold it into the shape. You can fold this computer into the shape of a book, and you can even use it like one. You can set it up like those old tiny netbooks. Uh, you know, it, it was just magical at first. The novelty kind of wore off because of a few things. You know, it's small. That means the specs can't be great. They just there's not a lot of real estate to shove all the components into. It has a one terabyte SSD, so you get a lot of storage, sure. But aside from that, an i5 core processor. I'm kind of snobby about my processors. I7 are up. <laughs> you know, a mere 8 gigs of RAM. Come on. Yeah, a very basic webcam, like, you know, 720p. Wow. How are you going to do yeah. all of your live streaming? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, my Twitch, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and the speakers were just... Abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a workhorse. Because this tech is so new, the other problem was that when switching between the different modes, 
Windows didn't always know how to keep up, you know, Windows 10. It couldn't figure out, uh, you know, wait, am I in tablet mode? Am I in book mode? Which way am I facing? You know, it just didn't know. <laughs> but, so it would often just kind of like freeze up like sideways. And Can you explain what it looks like? I mean, is it just like a flat screen but folds in the middle? Or? Yeah, it folds right down the middle like a book. Okay. And then you can turn it sideways and make it into a laptop? Yeah, you can flatten it or you can put it up on a, prop it up on a table because it has a built-in stand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it looks like a laptop screen. And then you just pull out like a And then know, the keyboard form. would be the bottom part. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, so, yeah. It or looks you, pretty darn cool. Key, or you can can you plug in a comp- keyboard and just have it as a whole screen or no? You well, know, you can plug it in, but it'll take any Bluetooth keyboard. Oh, there but you go. Okay. yeah, it'll connect the, the Bluetooth keyboard. So like let's say you want to fold it in half, the little Bluetooth keyboard, you can connect it to little it like magnets to it. Mm-hmm. So but if you want to do it kind of a full laptop mode with a full size screen, it just kind of sits in front of it. So it freezes up. It doesn't yeah, know just, when you it's change. Slow. It's slow. You know, the best thing is, is besides the folding part of it, that's the whole point of it, it is versatile. It can be packed super small, like the size of a tablet. Nice leather cover that's just built into it. That's what serves it as the stand. But, you know, being an early adopter isn't cheap, especially if you want this Lenovo computer. It starts at 2500 bucks. Now, the one that I tried out is 3100 because wow. of that big hard drive and the fact that it came with the stylus and the keyboard but that keyboard it's small the, it's missing buttons i can't find the question mark it's missing oh, the apostrophe is in a different place i'm sending messages before i mean to <laughs> oh, you know no. it's it's just it, it was so frustrating so it's nice to have in a pinch but don't expect to just sit there and just like get a lot of work done so once again we're just not there yet it's yeah like so we the, should yeah, wait for yeah, like yeah it's the... like the first vcr just wait for the next version yeah. it'll be better all right <laughs> Hey, Allie, a banking app glitch caused quite a stir. What happened? Yeah, think back to your younger days. Maybe you had a night out, and then the next morning you think, okay, I got to check my bank account, see what kind (laughs) of damage I did. Well, one woman, she did it night of. So two in the morning, she was out at the bar, and then she opened up her Chase bank account to find that she was $49 billion in debt. Oh, oh. Wow, go big or go home. (laughs) Exactly. Now, her friend, of course... Because she was completely freaking out. Her friend posted a video on TikTok. Uh, he captioned the video. We went out to a bar. Maddie checked her phone when we got home. And she's $50 billion in debt. <laughs> her yelling in the background, what do you do when you're $50 billion in debt? Uh, the next morning, she uploaded a video herself and said, I wish I could say I bought the city of Los Angeles. That's not the case here. <laughs> so she called Chase, tried to figure out what was going on. There was some kind of issue with her phone. They did get it resolved. Um, she said... It's all fixed. That's all that matters. No, I'm not $50 billion in debt anymore. Thank God. Unfortunately, I wasn't the person to take on everyone's student debt, but maybe Jeff Bezos will. (laughs) Nice. I was going to say, that kind of money is like, did she buy Twitter or something? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So someone commented, this is where Biden is getting all the student loan money from. (laughs) There were lots of really great comments on this one. At least the good news is it was her phone and not Chase, the bank, that did the that made the mistake, right? Well, it was through Chase. Oh, it, it was. was. a Chase error. It yeah. was a Chase error. Yep. Uh, well, that's not good news because I have Chase on my phone right here. And I'm well, better. watch out. If you find yourself many billion dollars in debt, <laughs> exactly. you aren't. Don't worry. I like worry. to buy stuff, but man. Yeah. Right. If you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcasts at commander.com. Again, that's podcast at commander.com. On behalf of Ben, Kim, Allie, I'm Mike, and we'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commander.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.